their own set of challenges. Who better to give you advice than these knuckleheads? Who let them have a podcast anyway? Need <laughs> <laughs> your mama's permission. This, this is the Battle Podcast. What up, man, and welcome to the battle. I'm your host, Fubanage. And I'm Ray Ray all day. What up, Ray? Fritz, you over there, brother? You all right over there? Where's the meaner? Second week in a row I'm here. Congratulations, you guys. Big winners. (laughs) (laughs) I want to return the prize. I want what's behind door number two. That's bullshit. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Yeah, you well, got the mainer one. Ain't no time. chicken on that bone. I tell you what, Fritz's intro reminded me of my boxer's farts. <laughs> what? <Why>? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. You you had a boxer. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> man, those things are horrible. Oh man. Oh yeah. SBDs, baby. Oh, oh when them boxers blame it on the dog. I, Same I, with the pugs. We're too. talking about a boxer because we both have. He's had a boxer now, and I had a boxer. Oh man! Well, my 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 dog Braden, boy, he'd be ripping him at night, boy. He wake up out of bed. You ain't kidding. That nigga peel some wallpaper, that man. Dude, rip, I, I swear, he ripped one one night, and I thought he was shitting on the side of the bed. <laughs> I jumped up out of my bed. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> Poor dog was just fine. Man, they are so bad you can taste them. Oh yeah. Oh man, can you taste them? You'll be on a couch, and you're like, la 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 la. Oh, oh my. <laughs> God, what was that? I used to have a Sharpay named Brutus. Oh, yeah? yeah? Same thing? We used to call them spitters. Uh-oh. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> he was, you would cough so bad after one of them, you'd be spitting. Yeah. <laughs> you can't blame it all on the dogs. I mean, my wife sometimes, I mean, something comes from oh. down under. Boy. Oh, no. She liked to... She likes to kill me one day in the garage. Candy likes to randy. Oh, I'm going to tell you. Wasn't nothing handy about Candy that day. I'll tell you right now. Oh, my God. I was, out, I was out in the garage working on something. She's standing next to me, and I bent down to pick something up, and boy, she let right it. it. Boy, it went. <laughs> that some bitch went in my mouth. <laughs> I mean, I about fell over. Oh, my God. And, and she looks over at me, and she's like, what? I'm sorry. <laughs> It's just a natural thing. Everybody does it. Like, oh, God. Can, not everybody does it like that. Oh, oh, God, I can taste it. I can taste it. Dude, you were, you were just jealous. You were jealous that you couldn't put them out like that. Dude, I couldn't get out of that damn garage fast. <laughs> Dude, that's one hell of a way to celebrate our 100th episode, ain't it? And the Florida. <laughs> it's Florida not garage. our 100th episode, though, thank goodness. Yeah, you better lay it's up. not. That's next week. Oh, that's next, next week. week. Will you keep giving him that blue note? Damn it. <laughs> boy, you better cut back, boy. Dude, when, <laughs> I, when, I found out, when I found out that blue note was, what was that, 136, 126 proof? 123. Holy monkey shit. <laughs> <laughs> right? It would cause a monkey <laughs> oh to shit. Gosh. There's no doubt about 62% it. 62%. Oh, yeah. man. That's some good stuff. You guys are warming up tonight. That's huh? a sipper for sure. Yeah, a sipper. Right. <laughs> the Battle Podcast sponsored by the Blue Note. Thank you. <laughs> hey, that's much better than the brown note. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Yeah, well, that was next. You I stole wanna, my line. I just want to know which one of you guys is going to let me sleep on your couch tonight. Uh, Mainer. Uh, as soon as, go. As soon as Handy Candy, you live close enough. You can go home. Yeah, as soon as Handy Candy hears this episode about that garage episode, I might be living in your house. Uh, you know, Mainer lets everybody sleep at his every, house. Everybody yeah, sleeps in my house. You had to repaint after that, didn't you? And old Handy Candy ain't got to pay anybody to change the locks and our doors. She knows how to do it herself. Oh, that's right. That's right. You screwed, man. You screwed. Dude, I just had six. Was it six? 14 to 15 year old girls at my house last night. And oh, it poor was, guy. yeah, it was, uh, I just no wonder you're drinking. I just, I just stayed upstairs. <laughs> I wasn't going to deal with that. No, I like it when he's all hot. I was like, I uh, wasn't going to deal no, with it. No, I, I let no, the kids hang with me upstairs and what, yeah. what I, I let the rambunctiousness happen downstairs. Yeah. Well, get away from all that estrogen, brother. Uh huh. No. Too much. Too Today's much? word, God rambunctiousness. 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 I don't know where that piece I have no idea where that came from. Rambunctiousness. That's some Jeopardy shit there, right? Yeah. <laughs> Today's word, rambunctiousness. I don't know if you can add a nest to that. Could you I think please, I said it wrong. Could you please <laughs> use that in a sentence? Hold on. <laughs> I'm going to go look to see if that's a real word. Uh oh, here comes the statistician. Oh, Looking up, you're going to look something up. Don't hurt your neck. Man. Oh! <laughs> you come up with better stats than our statistician. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I mean, I, uh, I don't even have me stop. During his man. absence, we had some of the best stats that we ever had. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say anything. I'm not wanting to toot my own horn, but uh, <laughs> they play. were pretty good stats. They were damn good stats, man. Damn good stats. <laughs> Hell, he's still looking for a definition right now. Mm. I, I, uh, I think it is, uh, but Hold maybe on. I can't. Says, I? how do you pronounce it? Uh, it is a word. Uh oh, no. Yes. What's here the definition? Oh man, hold on. Boisterous and disorderly. I uh, guess yeah, that's true. Is that Urban Dictionary? Or is that yeah. the real dictionary? Uh, I guess use the Urban Dictionary. That. That's what you use to get edumacated, right there. The Urban Dictionary. The Google. Yeah, Google it. Oh man, we <laughs> welcome to the Switching for Tea Podcast. That Urban Dictionary. We looked up uh, my youngest daughter's name. On the Urban Dictionary, and I about shit my pants. Well, what, what, because it was like a hundred percent on with her name. It was like stares creepily at people. Can <laughs> can, can be creepily? Yeah, creepily. I'm can't. learning some new damn words on this podcast yeah. today. Rambunctiousness, rambunctiousness can be angered easily. Mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit! Well, these tell people the listeners what your youngest daughter's name is. Why well, he gonna say that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why? I'm not talking about. I said my kids crapping itself in the garage. (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit! You know what? Maybe we should get to the topic today. Yeah, we probably yeah. I'm gonna save my marriage. We have a topic. Okay, we do have a topic. Topic. The topic is that wounds heal, scars fade. Mm. What do we mean by that, John? Here's John to tell you what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to be one of these nights. It's going to be one of these nights, baby. Fritz with the buttons. Enough of that shit. Woo. Well, I think that the, the reality of it is for all of us as men, we all get wounded, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you think about it. It's like a cut. Cuts, cuts heal. Yep. But the scars only fade. Right. They're they're with you for life. They're with you for life and they're constant reminders. And I think that that's, that's a good thing. I don't think yeah. it's necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, because chicks dig scars. Yep. Oh, my chick does. Well, I'll tell you what. Scars are stories. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I have a couple tattoos and tattoos are stories. I, I look at them as um, conversation starters. A con- conversation piece? Yeah, exactly. So even with scars, it's, it's the same thing. So 
every scar has a story behind it. Yeah, well, a lot of it, though, has got bullshit in front of it. That's the problem. Yeah, and a lot of times the bullshit comes out <laughs> yeah. with the story. Yeah, especially <laughs> for dudes, you know, we got these scars from doing something stupid. It's like, what happened to the arm? Oh, man, well, I got in a gang fight, and it was like 16 guys against me, you know? Uh-huh. uh-huh. He tripped and fell down the stairs <laughs> yeah. and you know, stuck he a screw in his Cut arm. himself in a tomato can because... <laughs> <laughs> he was holding it under his armpit while he was trying to take exactly. it up. Passed out in the garage. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I've heard so of you true. cutting stuff open with your armpit, man. Yeah. That's pretty, that takes some talent. If somebody could do it, a dude will do it. I'll just tell you that one. That's yeah. true. True. That's what, true. What's that old redneck uh, uh, saying? Uh, Ray, hold my beer and watch this. Oh, yeah. Hold Don't my beer and watch, watch this. this. Yeah. Here we go. That's when you know something stupid's about to happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got a lot of hold my beer watching stories. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they weren't all me. Some of them, some of them were my buddies. Well, I mean, but what we're talking about tonight, though, is is that in life you're going to get wounded, right? You're going to yeah. have sync things that are going to happen to you, circumstances, and not you know. We had an episode we called uh, uh life's not fair," right? Right. Pretty much, you know. I mean, to, to paraphrase, it's like that's it. That's life. It's not fair. Yeah. Things happen. Um, but I, I'm a firm believer that when we have these experiences in our lives, that we should be able to use them as a tool to make us better. Right. Or to remember how far we've come. That is a very good point right there. Um, looking at the scars and noticing them and knowing what they mean to you is very important. It, it, it's not that a lot of times the wounds come from our own mistakes the stupid stuff that we decide that we choose and that we did that leave a scar. But knowing that having that constant reminder of not making that same mistake over again is key. You've got to learn from it. Well, and also you're going to be wounded by other people because we're all flawed. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? If, if you think you're going to walk out of this life unscathed, you're, you're crazy. You know, this is, this is, like I tell the guys a lot on Monday night when we do our men's group, I'm like, this is not a playground; it's a battlefield. Oh yeah, you're gonna yeah. you're gonna get you're gonna get wounded. You're gonna get cut. Yeah, you know, and when you're when you're when you're swinging swords and and you know in the midst of battle, you're gonna get it. You're gonna get tore up. And if you're not getting cut, you better look for another group. Well, you're not engaged. Yeah, exactly. I want to bring something up that you guys probably weren't prepared for that I've been struggling with. I honestly have been wounded by my last church, like seriously wounded by my last church. Mm. And I am finding it very hard to engage in my new church. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to let that wound heal, but I'm so cautious to engage fully into my new church because I don't want to get wounded again. I feel like I've been taken advantage of. That's good, Ray. That's 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 some real shit. Right yeah, that's and, real. And I've been that's there. Real. I've been there with you. You know, I've been in that trench before with you, and I've dealt with a lot of the same hurts and a lot of the same hangups and frustrations and everything else that you're talking about. And I fully and truly understand where you're coming from. Yeah. But but I liken it to you know, it's like a pool, man. You know, sometimes you know. Either jump right in, or it's okay to stick your toe in the water and ease your way into the water. But you got to get your ass in the water. That's yeah, good. you got to do you, it. You got to get in there, and you know what we can't do as men is, is allow those those hurts or those wounds to keep us from ever reengaging again. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. it's like 
it's just like you know the first time you you fall in love the first time and it doesn't work out. Well, if you would have mm. just stopped, given up on love, you wouldn't have Sarah and you wouldn't have those two beautiful girls. Right. Yeah. You know, and if yeah. if if we allowed every time we got disappointed on the job or whatever, we wouldn't be in the jobs we're in now, making the livings that we're making, supporting our families. You know, so anytime you add people into the equation, there's going to be hurt. People, mm-hmm. You're going to get wounded because, you know. People aren't perfect. They're people perfect. are people no. wherever you go. Exactly. Right. No matter where you go. And you always got to, and I always have to remind myself, like we're talking about church right now, but I mean, when you're thinking about church, for instance, for me, I, I don't go to church for people. I go to church for God. Right. Yep. And we've got to keep that in perspective. You know, that's a time to go to worship the Lord. Focus know? on the big picture. Big picture. It's a little picture. And you know what? It's okay to be, we talk about healthy boundaries here, right? Mm-hmm. We create healthy boundaries and we, we're, we we have to learn to be more selective because we use wisdom and discernment in our lives mm-hmm. to make sure that we, we're very guarded about who we let in to that part of our life. Yeah. Right. Um, and it's okay to be, to be guarded and to go into their kind of, you know, with, with your walls up a little bit until you are able to establish real, real relationships. Right. Yeah. Um, but you don't want to continue to put yourself on an island because then you're not moving forward. And I know that's what's, that's basically what's eating you up because that's not who you are. Right. Exactly. And I want, and I wanted to be completely open with everybody out there and let them know that we ain't got all, we ain't got everything figured out. You know, we are struggling ourselves with certain aspects of our lives and we lean on the brothers. You know, we've got our brothers here in this room, in this, in this studio that we lean on that we hope for some wisdom from some guidance. You all Mm -hmm. need that out there as well. It's just as therapeutic for us to talk through it. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And the scars are there to remind you, hey, look, you know what? This is where I got screwed here. But I didn't stop there. Right. And, and you know, I got to correct myself because when we do go to church, it's not just about God. It is about the other people because we have to understand that God puts us in those circumstances for a reason. Right. And so we never know who we're going to impact. Yeah. Who we're going to be able to touch or who we're going to be able to reach or who's going to do that for us. Or you you never know who's going to be there at that time when you go there and you just completely change their entire life. I know one thing. It's it's happened to me a couple of times. Yeah. I know one thing. Well, well, first of all, that that's getting past yourself to help others. Mm -hmm. One thing that I have realized in this, in this whole situation is that you have a tendency to kind of, gravitate towards people who have been burned and hurt themselves and and you want to get into that whole pity party you know what screw them screw that they're all the same they're all this they're all that and like you said you know in a relationship if you did that about women you know what you'd you'd be alone you wouldn't be where you're at right now Mm -hmm. so you have to heal you have to build that scar it's never going to go away. You'll always remember it, but you have to get past the wound will heal. The scar will be there to remind you. And then you have to move on. Well, the other thing too, is what are you going to put on that wound? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> that's where the, that's where really, you really, really, that's where the rubber meets the road. Like, what are you putting on the wound? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you cut your arm, you're not going to pour gasoline on it. Right. And set it on fire. Yeah. But yet we get around other people that want to pull gasoline and set it on fire. Keep it fresh. Keep, keep it open. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, you're not going to, you know, you get the simplicity of it. Just as when you look at it from the standpoint of just a cut on your arm, if you don't tend to it and address it, that small cut can become infected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now that, that infection, next thing you know, gangrene can set in. And next thing you know, you're losing your arm. Oh, yeah. 
You know, it has to be addressed. And what happens is if we get around other people with the same mindset of, well, screw them or, you know, they're all like this or they're like that, we're actually pouring poison into our wounds. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, John, you bring up a great point with all that. I mean, you brought up the whole relationships and like with a girl, like you're you're with your first love and you don't go back. Like uh, if you just quit and said, nope, not going to do it, it would completely change your life. Right. So another great example would be friends, like friends burn you Mm -hmm. friends, you know, like just like Ray brought up about the church, like, you know, different people can, you know, people are people. They're going to screw up. They're going to we're all we're all jacked up. Mm -hmm. So we're all going to screw each other up. But you can't let that like that thing. And you know it's huge, it's it's huge to how you see it. Like you know, some people are like, well, you know, I, I don't understand it. But if you like, for me, I mean, I'll go be honest with you too. Is like, like I said, friends. Like I've been burned by a couple friends that's like, and then all of a sudden you're like, do we want? Do I want to get that close to someone again? Right. And he's like, do I want to have that opportunity? Like, do I want to be that open? And then all of a sudden you realize is like, you know, but if you don't do that, you don't you don't give that another opportunity. You're not going to have that. You and know, then you don't meet what you built. You exactly. don't give yourself the opportunity to meet the best friend you could ever have. Correct. Right. So and, and we'll, let's take a quick break real guy, real quick, guys, and then we'll come right back to this. You're listening to The Battle Podcast, a GSR podcast production. And now for that brief infomercial that you've come to love and appreciate. Going up. What up, men? Thank you for listening as we know your time is valuable. Have we helped you or anyone you know better their life? Will you consider helping us to grow with a gift or a sponsorship? A little goes a long way, and we need you to help spread the word. Because of you, we can make this continue to be a free resource for people all around the world. Email us at thebattlepodcast at gmail.com or give securely at paypal.me slash thebattlepodcast. Email us, battlepodcast at gmail.com or paypal.me slash thebattlepodcast. We appreciate you and we thank you for listening and supporting and your generous gifts that keep us going. Now back to the show. You know, you could, like I was saying, you could either meet the best friend you ever had. You could find the, the absolute love of your life. You could, you know, you know, create and develop relationships you never thought were possible. I mean, and what happens, I deal with it a lot with my son because my son's a lot like that. Like he gets, you know, embarrassed or he gets, you know, burnt or whatever. His first inclination is just to cut you off. Yeah. And what happens is, is you end up alone. Yeah. Yep. You look around and, and you don't have any friends because you've turned your back on all of them because you don't trust none of them. Well, like you said, you put yourself on an island. Yep. And right. and that's a lonely, lonely place. Yeah. You know, watch the movie Castaway. Yeah. <laughs> but going back to like, you know, you, you know my story, I know your story, and yeah. they're very similar in a lot of ways. And my thing is, is there was a part of me, I was in that place for a moment, and I just had to get my head wrapped around the necessity of what it brings to my life. Yeah. And, and look past, you know what, you know, you don't have to jump in with both feet. You know, you can ease your way in and feel things out. And then, but you know, anytime you open your heart up in any circumstance, you, you're taking a chance on getting hurt. Yeah. You're going to take a chance on getting wounded. That's life. You know, one thing I find myself doing too is coming up with bullshit excuses for not going, not getting back out there, not trying again, you know, and and that's and I know a lot of the I know a lot of the guys out there listening are are going through the same thing. Whether it's church, whether it's a relationship, 
I mean, hell, it could be with your parents, Ooh. you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who it is, but you'll end up finding yourself with a bunch of bullshit excuses as to why you're not doing it. Now, deep down, I know they're bullshit excuses, yeah. you know, so it's getting past that. It's being a man and stepping up and going beyond that and putting yourself back out there. And, and the other part of it, too, is being part of being your brother and your friend is allowing you to figure that part of it out. You don't need me to tell you it's bullshit. Right. You already know it's bullshit. Yep. And so all that's going to do is cause friction between me and you. Right. I mean, if you come to me and ask me and say, what do you really think about this? I'd be like, Ray, I think it's bullshit. Yeah. (laughs) And you would look at me and you say, John, I mean, I think you're full of shit too. But, you know, at the end of the day, though, it's like sometimes too, you know, wounds take time to heal. Yeah. And if you don't, you remember when you're a kid and you went out and you got stitches uh-huh. and you're young and you're active and you got it on a place that you like your hand or something that you got to use all the time and you're looking around and your friends are playing sports and they're doing this and you just want to get back out there, right? Uh-huh. And then inevitably you go out there too soon and then you rip your stitches open, right? Right. Yeah. Now you got to go back, you got to get it restitched up, you got to go back to square one and now you're weeks behind of the healing process. Mm-hmm. And, and the problem is because you didn't allow yourself to heal properly in the first place. Yep. Right. And what we have to do as men is understand that it's okay to take time to heal. Right. And understand, though, that just like with stitches or anything else, you're going to have scars. Mm-hmm. And there will be constant reminders in our lives of the pain that we have suffered or we, we've endured. But as men, we have to be able to look at them from a positive perspective and say, you know what? I learned from this. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about walking in wisdom and discernment. Mm-hmm. We've got to find the wisdom and discernment in those moments. Because at the end of the day, you know, we have to ask ourselves some really tough questions too. Like, what role did we play in that? Like, I go back and I look at, you know, my situation where, you know, I was heavily involved in certain ministries and doing all kinds of things. I had to learn the hard lesson that I put the church sometimes in front of Christ. Ah. And that's that's a humbling experience. Mm -hmm. And when you get to the mindset of, you know, I have to do this because they need me to do this yep. and lose sight of the fact that God don't need me to do anything. He's going to do what he's going to do regardless, right? Right, mm-hmm. right. And so then you're putting something on yourself, like you make yourself more valuable than what you really truly are. Yeah. Yep. And then it's an ego check. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. It goes the same with putting putting the family in. I mean, you're putting the family behind sometimes too. I've come across that a couple of times, whether it be work or you know, you go back to the church way. I mean, you can absolutely do that. And the best thing that I've heard recently is came from our own pastor. Literally just said, you know, if I, you tell me if, if I put the church above the family, then you, I won't be here anymore. He's, I mean, there's been, there's been discussion of that too. It's just, that's great. That's the attitude to have, you know, right. Yeah. Number one is God. Number two, well, for us, depending on where your faith is at, number one and two is family. Yeah. Well, number two is your wife. Then three is your yes, children. You're right. And the reason I say that is that it's call. very important for us as men to understand that this is how we get hurt and get wounded. If we take things out of perspective, it's good call. you know, for, for a believer, it's God and then it's mama. Yep. Let me say that again. It's God and then it's your wife. Yes. And then after that, it's your children. Right. And when we flip those, the, the script on that and we put the children first, or you put the wife above God and vice versa, and you don't put it in the right perspective and you don't use wisdom and discernment there, you are setting yourself up to get hurt. It's just, and let's take it back a step here and get out of the the, the religious part of it. Let's just look at the workplace. 
Yeah. You're a guy right now, you listen to this podcast, maybe you put in the job first instead mm. of then then the kids, then the wife, or vice versa. It don't work that way because at the end of the day, why do we work? Support our family. family. Right. We're working to support and to take care of our families and and we're laying our families down on that altar. Right. And so we're creating wounds. So, you know, not only do we get wounded, we can create wounds if we're not wise about what we're doing. That's good. You know, if we're not making, a, you know, certain things a priority in our lives, we don't know about the effect it's going to have on our kids. Right. You could wound your wife. You could wound your child. Right. Mm -hmm. And you can feed into the, the bullshit that the world throws at them. Yeah. You know, exactly. I, I went through a, I've been going through a situation where I've been deeply wounded because I finally told my kids at 21 and 19, they don't have to go to church if they don't want to anymore. It's their choice. Well, guess what happened? They quit going. <laughs> they stopped going. Yeah. And, you know, as a father, you step back and you're like, what the hell just happened? I mean, we've been doing this our entire lives together, you know, uh -huh. and it deeply hurt me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then I realized, you know what, if if you've been given the choice to do something and you've never been able to make that choice, you don't think, what are you going to naturally do? Choose opposite. You're going to choose the opposite because yep. now you get, you, you're making your own choice. Right. Exactly. If you keep going, it's not your choice. It's still dad's choice or mom's choice. You see right. what I'm saying? Yep. So I've had to you know, battle that. That was That's a wound and a cut that went deep. Yeah. It's still healing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, it's still healing. It's, yeah. yeah. And, and I have to make sure that I keep Surrounding myself with good brothers that that remind me that that doesn't make me a bad father. Right. It doesn't mean that I didn't love my children. I didn't raise them properly, or right. I didn't show them God's love or grace. No, and the seeds are there. Right. Yeah. Seeds planted. They'll always be there. Yeah. But but the but the hurt still comes with it. Right. Right. Oh, oh yeah. I, yeah oh, no yeah. doubt. You know. Without a doubt. And I mean, I guess people will be listening to this going, man, if that's like, oh, that's the worst thing you got to worry about is them going to church. Hell, I can't, I can't get mine out of a bar. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Or, mine's mean, hooked up on drugs or whatever it yeah, may be. Exactly. And but it's you know, it still hurts. It still causes, it's it's it still causes a wound. Oh yeah, and, and when you look at, uh, I want to go back to like Jody Matthews and his sober swaggy. You know, he knows that he has wounded his parents and wounded his children and wounded his wife and all that, his ex-wife and everything. He's got scars to that, you know, and, and I'm sure he'd be more than willing to talk about them because he is, he knows that he has learned from that. And those scars are a constant reminder of why he doesn't go back there. And scars come in different shapes and sizes. They don't always only end up on your body. Right. Exactly. Mm. You, you better recognize it. that as men, too. You'll see the scars on your wife and the scars on your children, the scars of the other brothers that are in your life, the scars of the people you have impact on, and you know that you're the one that inflicted the wound. Yeah. And that's when it gets real tough. Oh, yeah. And every time you see it, it's a constant reminder of what you did. But, it, it, again, it goes back to you can either look at it from a negative perspective or you can take wisdom and discernment and go, I really needed to learn from that. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, and, and you can apologize. Hey, I am sorry that I did that, but I have learned and you have learned. I know, you know, we both have a mutual friend who says, you know, he feels like he's delivered his kids to the gate of hell mm -hmm. and it's his fault. That's a huge scar for him. And we had to flip that around on him and say, well, what are you going to do about it now? Go back and get him. That's it. You know, and that's all you can do. You, you, you know, once the scar is there, the wound is over. The memory will always be there. But what can you do from it? You've got to make the best of it. And, and it, it sounds kind of cliche-ish. It sounds kind of weird. But you've got to learn from it and not make that mistake again. 
it's all up to you to, on how you look at it. When you can put as much makeup as you want on it, yeah. and you can try to hide it, but at the end of the day, it's still there. Right. And if you don't address it and you don't acknowledge it, it will rot you from the inside out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it will just, it will rot you from the inside out. That's true. And here, here's the thing. I mean, it's like when you do something and you make a mistake, right? The whole point is don't do it again. Right. Right. I mean, so you've made a mistake and you screwed this thing up or, you know, maybe you didn't talk to your kid the right way. Okay. Well, you can't go back and change the fact that you didn't talk to your son or daughter the right way, but you can make sure going forward, yep. you don't talk to them that way again. And you don't talk to your other children that way. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And this is how it works. And those, those scars are a reminder of, you know, you reminded, well, how much I deeply hurt my son when I came at him that way. And I don't want to hurt him like that again. Right. Yeah. Or the same thing with our spouse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I've always, going back to like, you know, sports, I would, would pay attention. Like, you don't lose, you learn. Like, yeah. if you lose, you know, it depends on how upset you are. But I mean, like, it's, but you will always learn about what you could have done better. You like, have to choose correct. to learn. Correct. What you could have done better. Correct. And, and not everyone can do that. And everybody will just take the loss and say, oh, I just lost and then move on. Yeah, you have to choose. I always told, I tell my kids this and I used to tell all the guys that used to work with me, look, make new mistakes. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care if you mess up. I don't care if you make a mistake. Learn from that mistake and make a different mistake. Don't, and, don't make the same mistake. Here's the other thing too is, is that at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who created the wound. You still got to address it and take care of it. Right. Yep. You know, I mean, it doesn't matter if Mike's you know, cut me. I'm already cut. The cut's not going away. Right. It's already there. It's already happened. And I've got to make a choice and let this resonate real well with the men that are listening. You've got to make a choice to address that wound. What are you going to do about it? You know, if you think that you're going to, by addressing it, pouring gasoline on an already burned fire, that thing's going to fester. And that, that, that wound is going to turn into gangrene. You'll be losing that arm real quick. And at the end of the day, we have to understand that we still have a responsibility in the healing factor. You can't just, you know, get hurt and then think it's going to heal all by itself. And you keep, if you got that wound, you keep rubbing it in dirt, you're going to get infected. And what I mean by that, man, is, is that when you, what, what dirt is, is those other little people or, pe- or persons in our lives that are just agitating the wound. You know what I'm talking about? Those people that instead of trying to build you up or trying to encourage you or trying to support you, they just keep pouring gasoline in an already burning fire. Now, don't get me wrong. As guys, we like to bust balls, talk a lot of shit and joke around or whatever. and We'll mess with each other. But at the end of the day, we got to make sure that we're breathing life into each other. That we're bringing some antiseptic to these wounds, man. If you see a brother that's hurting, you need to be not a hindrance. You need to be a help. And sometimes, let me tell you something. We've all had alcohol poured on a wound in order to clean it. And it stings like hell, but it's necessary. And sometimes we have to be the alcohol to the wound when it comes to our brothers. And it may hurt a little bit, but at the end of the day, it's gonna be, he's going to be better for it. And that way he can look at that scar later on and it can be serve as a reminder of something not to do again. We're all going to get wounded. We're all going to get scarred. It's okay. The question you got to ask yourself, though, is are you going to continue to be engaged? Or are you going to pull back? You're going to shrink. You're going to put yourself on an island. And you're going to end up alone. 
And I can tell you right now, you are never going to heal by yourself. And when you wrap your head around that, my friends, well, hell, that's where the rubber needs to go. 